What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Corporate Bartender. Today's episode is amazing. Our guest today is Erin Weed. If you don't know Erin, she's an expert on authentic communication. As a keynote speaker, message strategist, and presentation coach, she helps individuals and organizations clarify their purpose, simplify their message, and amplify their truth. She's spoken to over 1 million people at live events worldwide. She's been featured in the New York Times, Washington Post, CNN, and was even named Cosmo Girl of the Year. Erin helps people understand the unique power of our stories, the lessons we learn from them, and the universal truths that tie humanity together. She's here today to help us seek our purpose and speak our truth. Her work on speaking from your head, your heart, and your core is going to blow your mind. If you want to skip the first couple of segments and get straight to Erin Weed, she starts at 14 minutes and 6 seconds in. All right, let's get right on into it with Aaron Weed on today's Corporate Bartender. Welcome to Sky Team's The Corporate Bartender. If you work in HR or make people decisions in your organization, this is the place to be. Now pull up a stool, belly up to the bar, and join us for The Corporate Bartender. All right. Well, let's get on into it then, shall we? Welcome, everybody. Thank you for making it today. Today, corporate bartender, we keep chugging on down the road. Episode 57, October 7th, man. Been doing this a long time. Every Wednesday is my favorite Wednesday, and you guys are my favorite Wednesday people. Today's going to be a good one. We've got a, we've got a guest today. We've got Erin Weed. Um, she's amazing. I think you guys are going to really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So we're going to we're going to do what we always do. And uh, Lisa, I hate to put you on the spot, but newbies get to introduce themselves. So w- what I would love to know is who you are, where you are, what you do. And I want to know one really boring fact about you. OK, <laughs> I don't I'll, I'll have to really think on that boring fact. Hmm. <laughs> well, everybody asks for interesting facts, and I feel like that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to lower the anxiety here. So we'll just throw something out there. I am Lisa Austin. I am an HR executive, recently relocated from Houston to Loveland, Colorado. It is way better here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole humidity differential will make you will make you happy. Yes. <laughs> and definitely. <laughs> And the scenery, it's all its all better here. Um, so I'm in between things right now and uh, looking, looking for my next great role in this wonderful COVID world that we're living in, meeting tons of people virtually like Lindsay Hershey. I see you here. <laughs> I met her on a on another meeting. So I'm, I'm excited to be here and to be meeting other people. That's why I'm here today. From a boring fact, I guess I'll say now that the weather is a little bit cooler here, we have, my husband and I have started golfing again. So I'm trying to get my game better. Nice. I love it. Well, welcome, Lisa. It's nice to have you here. And for folks that are that are transitioning, this is a good spot. We've We've had a few folks who have been in that spot and now they find it hard to make it on Wednesday afternoons because they're gainfully employed. So that's a good thing. 
That's a good thing. It's good juju. Uh, lean on folks in the group. Um, use the, uh, the the mighty network to reach out to folks. And and I'll put it out there, and I'm sure everybody else would agree. If there's anybody in in my LinkedIn network that can be helpful to you, let me know, and I'm happy to make that intro. Fantastic. Thank you. Awesome. Welcome. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna get into a couple of HR headlines, framing question, and then get right on into the interview. So headlines this week, I thought these were interesting. Um, it's funny, right? We some it's it's fun to see some of the things that we've been talking about here for months now start to play out. Um, the the first article here, how HR is reimagining the office of the future. Um, interesting article, you know, talking about hybrid models um, and this concept of the six foot office. So like not a cube, but a little bit bigger. And I don't know, it's kind of interesting um, to see how people are reshaping. There was a interview with a person in that article who she, she spent about uh, essentially the summer re reconfiguring her office and, and doing it in waves so that people don't have to all be there at the same time, but they can get some of that organic communication that we don't get anymore. And one of the things I thought was most interesting in that was um, there, there was a, a consistent uh, request for more counseling resources, which is mental health. You know, we've been talking about that for a long time. Um, <laughs> five reasons why human experience management is the future of HR. Um, I don't know. I, I I I haven't really heard that term as a as a term term. Has anybody else heard this? Human experience management. Yeah, it, it's it's it caught me, um, and I thought it was pretty interesting. HXM instead of HR. It's more uh, employee centric, so it's kind of going into that sort of human centric workplace idea that Eric Isle talked about when he was here. Um, and it's in that sort of generational shift as, you know, millennials and Gen Zers take up more of the workforce, employees are expecting more, um, and it's a more empathetic approach. So I thought that was interesting as a Forbes article, and I'll put links on the network like I do. Um, the HR Morning our article there at the bottom, HR's top four challenges with remote workforce. Um, I, I put that one in there just because there were some things that we just talk about all the time. And one of the things we talked about last week about employees with kids getting more special treatment than those who don't, um, you know, and how do we keep that equitable? So the four challenges were employees with kids get away with everything. No one seems to care how I'm doing now, feeling disconnected. And I don't know if I want to come back to the office, which <laughs> I thought was pretty interesting. And then last but not least, uh, this was our topic last week. And this is a Wall Street Journal journal article companies strain to outdo each other with work from home perks think ukuleles and you know we we talked about this a lot last week about the you know the the virtual happy hours and we played quiplash which is a thing that we do um but it was interesting to see what other companies are doing um you know we talked about that uh virtual wine tasting that Lori brought up last week um companies there are a couple companies that hired a bartender to teach people how to make cocktails virtually. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, there was a ukulele building class where everybody got sent a DIY kit to build a ukulele. 
<laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, craft classes, sending uh, four-star meals to folks on your team so you can all eat them together. Uh, pajama day, which, <laughs> come on, let's be real. We're all half pajama day every day, really. <laughs> but it was the idea of, you know, just calling calling it out. Um, and it made me think of, of our buddy, Ben Whiting, who is here on The Bartender on a semi-regular basis. You know, we've been, we've been hiring Ben uh, for virtual team building events. He does, um, he does a, a magic show stroke communication seminar. Uh, that he can do in as little as 30 minutes. Um, and it's, it's pretty great. I, we've had him on, I don't know, probably five, four or five events. And he's been great. He's been super great. So if anybody's interested in uh, connecting with Ben, you can, you can hit him on the network or you can just reach out to me and I'll connect you guys. It's really, really affordable. So those are my news items for the day. Framing question for today. This is central to to Aaron's uh, topic here, and something that's really really close to her heart, um, and that's authenticity. And I'm wondering what holds you back from being authentic in your relationships, whether that's at work or at home or just at, in life in general. What holds you back? The fear of being judged. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Fear of being rejected? Yep. For sure. Cultural differences? Say that again, Gabby? Cultural differences? Right. You know about that. Uh huh. Morag and I were talking about this actually earlier today about um, just the trash talk roller coaster, which is that internal self talk or saboteurs. At the things that we think about ourselves or say to ourselves that yeah. impact the choices we make, how we show up, how willing we are to be ourselves and just put it all out there. Yvonne, did you say something? I saw you yeah, right up there. My um, headphone wasn't on correctly. Uh, so we actually had a conversation in an unconscious bias training that we did recently and um, it was uh, concerns about stereotypes and how people stereotype individuals who may be different. And so the angry black woman came up, for example. Oh. <laughs> and so um, there were a lot of people that were like nodding and raising their hand like, yeah, I don't believe that I can like have a descending voice because I may be thought of in that manner. Mm. Mm. But, but Yvonne, you're a D. It's hard to hold that in. Uh, I don't care. So, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What else? What else holds you back? These are all great. I think there's that um, <clears throat> imposter syndrome, right? That oh my gosh, for sure. Thing to say, I'm not going to have an important enough thing to say, so I'm just going to skim over the top. Yeah, I don't even deserve to be in this job, so I don't want to open my mouth too much or else people are going to figure it out and call me on it. Yeah, being vulnerable is risky. It's risky. Anything else holding you back? I think there's some of us that probably both at home and at work play a role where we have to be the stronger person. Mm. So, and especially if you're a leader, 
um, and as managers um, needing to show up in front of your staff. And even though you may be feeling some things, how do you balance not coming across that way to others when you're in that role? For sure. Thanks, Tina. I'm surprised Mariah didn't have anything to say on this one. She's usually pretty chatty. Because <laughs> I lose my whole headset on that. <laughs> I, a lot of what was already said is exactly what I was thinking. Um, I, I'll throw one out there. Um, being the younger one, being the mm. youngest out of the entire crowd, I've always faced that. So that's, you know, what, what does the young one know? What is the, how could you have that much experience or anything like that? Yeah, those days are coming to an end, McCarty. Yeah, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but right, it, and it's interesting. I, I think about that. I used to think about that a lot because it seems like there's this really tight window in which you are credible at what you do. There's a long time that you're too young and don't have the reps. There's this tiny window where you are relevant, and then you're too old. <laughs> At least in your own mind, right? And and I think, <laughs> and and I think you know that that uh, that trash talk roller coaster, that imposter inside of us. Um, I don't think we ever notice that window. We we see the window ahead of us, and then we think it's behind us. But our window of credibility is actually bigger than that. But that's one of the things. That's one of the things that holds me back. It's just you know, I'm not credible enough to do the thing, and now I'm over the hill and my ideas are not relevant anymore because I remember the world before there was an internet. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks guys. I, I appreciate that. I, you know, and that's central to what we're going to be talking about today. So I'm going to hand it over to Lori and she's going to tell you all about our special guest today, Aaron Weed. Yeah. Well, we're super excited to have Erin here. She's um, uh, somebody that I've gotten to know through work that she's been doing with Cable Labs over the last couple of years. But let me tell you kind of the, the bigger story about Erin. She, uh, she really is an expert on authentic communication and shares her knowledge as a keynote speaker. Um, she works as a coach with individuals and also with a wide variety of organizations. Erin, um, uh, Early in her career was a founder and CEO of an organization called Girls Fight Back. And I'll let her tell you a little bit more about that uh, as we have some time. Um, she's also spoken to over a million people um, in terms of... Sorry, I lost my... That's weird. My notes just disappeared. There they are. <laughs> <laughs> just make up some fun facts. That's more interesting anyway. <laughs> Where the hell is my note? Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, spoken to a, a million people at, at live events worldwide. Maybe you saw her uh, TEDx Boulder link that we we put in the um, in the network. It's it's amazing. She talks about the difference between transparency and authenticity. Uh, she's been featured in the New York Times, in the Washington Post, uh, CNN. She was named Cosmo Girl of the Year. And wow. yeah, and uh, the work that she's been doing with Cable Labs has been working with predominantly our technical staff on 
preparing some kind of high stakes technical presentations to our board of directors, which actually happened earlier today. I saw that you were there, Erin, as we did uh, a couple demos with our board today. Um, and she also helps with the, the people who participate in our innovation bootcamp who come up with projects um, from ideation to pitch in four days and they have to pitch their ideas to a panel expert who comes in to help people prepare uh, for those kinds of presentations. So she's done a lot of really cool stuff. Um, and, and that's actually how I wanted to kind of kick things off, Erin. I wanted uh, to ask if you could tell us a little bit about your journey. Um, how did you land here in your work with authentic communication? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. It's so lovely to meet you all. And uh, it's been a pleasure working with you, Lori, over the past few years at Cable Labs. Um, so how did I get here? Wow, what a good question. Um, <laughs> um, well, I mean, I've always been pulled to the whole intersection of, of truth and communication. I've always been super fascinated with how do, we, how do we put ourselves out there and be fully authentic and communicate it in a way that people can hear us and receive us so that we can change things. I'm, I'm a do-gooder at heart. And so I've always been interested in that. So my background after I graduated from college, I was a documentary producer in New York. I was also a producer of reality television shows. And uh, that's an interesting juxtaposition, I'll tell you. I worked on dating shows. <laughs> so nothing will... I bet there are stories there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like crazy, crazy stuff. And uh, I mean, it would be like... Um, so the show that I worked on was called Eliminate. And if you have insomnia or a newborn child, maybe you've seen this at 3 a.m. on TBS. But it's um, it's this show where one person goes on a date with four people of the opposite sex. And as the evening goes on, everyone just gets hammered and people get eliminated and fights break out. And it is just very low vibe television. But, um, but what I learned from it was that in any given situation, even if you're on a reality TV show, there is this question of how real do you want to be? Mm. And that that has become my personal compass in life is how real do I want to be fully knowing that there's, there's a gauge. I kind of look at it as a speedometer. And, um, so at some points there's the situation that calls for full on authenticity. And then in certain situations, it doesn't feel safe or it's just, it's, it, you're not in the mood, frankly. And so giving ourselves that, that choice uh, of where you want to be on the spectrum, I think is a, a way to become more of ourselves. Nice, nice. You have um, this this really cool concept that you shared with with the the folks and about the, this uh, movement from clarity to confidence to connection, mm -hmm. and and then this this framework about how you can speak from the head, the heart, and the core. Maybe you can kind of take us through some of that uh, context. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd love to take you all through the exercise today so you all can experience it for yourself. Yes, and, uh, yeah, awesome. Um, so here, here's the basic idea. I um, Just to kind of bring you up to speed on the backstory here. So as Lori had mentioned earlier, I started a company called Girls Fight Back, and we taught women's safety and self-defense uh, seminars at high schools and colleges across the world. So pretty tough crowd. If you want to talk to teenagers and you want to talk about a hard topic, it's a, it's a really tough crowd. So one of the things that I learned from that, which is going to inform the exercise I'm going to take you all through here today, is how do you get super real in a short amount of time 
And how do you do it in a way that's multidimensional? And I love the discussion that we had leading up to this around why, why maybe would you be afraid to bring your full authentic self at work or at home? I loved all your comments around the fears and the stigmas and, and things like that. But I also think that there's, there's something else that holds us back from being totally authentic. And Lori, you kind of teed me up here with it, is that if we don't have total clarity about who we are or what we want to say, most of us who are of a humble nature and question the value we're bringing to things might have pause around putting ourselves fully out there. So my whole thinking is, but what if we did have epic clarity? If we did have that kind of clarity, would we be more likely to bring our full self to work, to bring our full self to our relationships? And so the exercise that I developed uh, that I'm going to teach you, I actually developed it for TED speakers. And uh, right after I sold Girls Fight Back, uh, I ran that company for 12 years. I sold it in 2013. And right after I sold it, I was kind of like 36 years old and had no idea what to do with my life. And um, so I started working for TED because I'd been on stage so much. And what I realized working with these super brilliant TED speakers who have done very big things was they were having a very difficult time hyper distilling these big concepts down to simple concepts that you can put into an 18 minute or so talk. And so um, I wanted all those talks I was working on with them to be really meaty and juicy and true and authentic, not just to their heart, but also to their data, to their, their life's work in many cases. And so the exercise Head Heart Core came to me when I was helping them with that. And so I'm gonna to explain to you the, the whole concept here. So I have a theory that um, each of us has three places which we can speak our truth from. It's not just one funnel of truthiness. I, I really feel like there is a intellectual truth that we hold, that there's an emotional truth that we hold, and that there's also a visioning truth that we hold. And so head, heart, core is essentially a way to extract those three truths so that at the end you have a fully formed stance. And the thinking is, is that if you have that fully formed stance on, on who you are, what you believe in that given moment, then you will be more likely to have the confidence to share it because you feel clear. So, so what we're going to do in this exercise is um, learn how to express from all three places. Actually, I shouldn't say learn how. We all know how to express from all three places, but I want to create the structure that we try this out so you can experience how it, how it feels. So we're basically going to do three rounds of introductions. We're going to introduce ourselves three times. First, using only facts from the head. Then using only feelings from our heart. And then finally, only desires from our core or our gut. You can't really see me, but uh, every time I'm going through these, I'm, I'm touching that place on my body because I want us, while we're doing these exercises, to touch those places too while we're talking. The reason is because I feel like this is a kinesthetic experience that we need to teach ourselves. When am I in my head? When am I in my heart? When am I in my core? And if you can figure out and know when you're in those three different places, that gives you a superpower to be able to shift. And I'm sure all of you working in, in the HR industry 
you probably more than most people in your companies have to meet people at these different places, right? When they're totally in their head or they're having a really emotional time or they want something more, maybe they want more pay or they want a different job or uh, to be reassigned to a new team. So you're probably pretty accustomed to needing to switch and meet people. But the more conscious awareness and attention we bring to it, the, um, the more we can use it actually as a leadership skill that's intentional versus something that's intuitive. So without further ado, I'm, I'm just going to go right into it. And um, maybe Eric, would you be willing to assist me with this? All right, cool. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to kick off every round. Okay. So we're going to do three rounds. So I'm going to kick it off. I'm going to explain what it is. Then I'm actually going to do it. And then I would, I would love for you, Eric, to, um, to introduce yourself as well, just so that everybody can get an idea of someone else besides me doing this. Sure. Sound good? Okay. Yeah. So the first round is going to be introducing ourselves from the head. We're going to only introduce ourselves using facts. And I'm going to be breaking you all off into uh, breakout rooms to try this with one partner. So all of you will try this out and experience this, but it won't be in front of absolutely everyone. So <laughs> now here's the fun thing about this. Now I, I'm in Boulder. So, you know, like around here, there's all this like spiritual woo woo stuff. There's a lot of sharing circles, a lot of feelings. And one of the things that I've noticed about a lot of these kinds of ceremonies, it, it actually kind of drives me crazy sometimes. Cause I'm a little impatient. You probably notice I talk fast. I like to get to the, to things quickly. And one of the things that I've learned through this exercise is that getting to our truth actually doesn't take much time. So for hmm. this exercise, each round, we're just going to do about one minute. So I'm going to start my clock right now. So I'm going to give myself one minute. I'm going to put my hand on my head. All you all have to do is, is watch and witness. And I'm going to introduce myself using only facts. And then Eric will go. And then I'll break you all into groups and you'll do that. So everyone has one minute. Now, here is the one disclaimer I'm just going to say before I begin. The disclaimer is that all of you know you're going to be sharing too in a little bit here. And so one of the things that I've noticed is very common is that when we know that we have to talk soon or we want to talk next, we start rehearsing while other people right. are talking. <laughs> I'm like, what facts does she want me to say? I don't even yeah, know. Right? He's like, what did you even just say right now? I was busy rehearsing. Um, so, and isn't this an interesting part of culture in general, but especially in the business culture that we are constantly rehearsing while other people are talking. How can we possibly expect to have authentic, real, true connections with them if we're always rehearsing our little soliloquy, which we're going to be saying next? So, so your one assignment while myself or Eric or your partner is talking is simply to be there, not think, not rehearse, just be present and know that you don't have to fix them. You don't have to offer insights. We're actually not asking anything from you other than just to be a witness and a space holder and to be present fully. Can you all agree to that? Your thumbs up? All right, great. So I'm gonna start one minute here. I'm going to give you one minute of facts only. All right, so um, my name is Erin Weed. I live in Longmont, Colorado. I am originally from Chicago. After I graduated from college, I lived in New York City for about eight years. And that's where I started my first company. I moved out to Colorado in 2007. And uh, I have all sorts of feelings about that, but I'll save that for the next round. <laughs> uh, facts only. 
I, uh, I go outside a lot and do running types of activities. I have two children. I am divorced. I adopted a French bulldog rescue. She has a massive <laughs> underbite. That's a fact. Um, let's see. I have eight seconds left. Okay. I am learning to play the ukulele. Um, uh, let's see. I, okay, I'm done. So you might be surprised how hard it can be to fill one minute with facts. If you're not naturally a head person, I'm not a head person. So it, it's a lot harder for me. And it's actually kind of cool to know if you are a head heart or core person. And you'll find that out by the end of this exercise. So Eric, why don't you go one minute, just hold your head and we'll all witness you. All right. My name is Eric. I live in Westminster, Colorado. I'm originally from Virginia. I, uh, I went to college in Arizona for undergrad. I went to Virginia Tech for my uh, master's degree. I got an MBA from Tech. Um, I have two teenage daughters, um, and I have a lot of feelings about that, and I'll save that for the next round. <laughs> I'm a musician. Uh, I play in a band. I play instruments that you don't have to blow through, pretty much, um, or bow. If you, if you have to blow it or bow it, I can't really do it. Um, anything else, I'm pretty good to go. Um, I work with my best friends, which I think is pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> I have lived in Colorado since 2000, um, and I have a lot of feelings about that, too. Um, what else? Facts. I'm oh. cat shopping right now. You're good. Oh, one minute effect <laughs> ran out right at the cat shopping. So, okay. <laughs> all right. So now I'm going to break you all, uh, except for Eric, I'll keep you in the main room with me and I'm going to break you all into your rooms. And when you get into the room, I want you just to decide right away who wants to be person one, who wants to be person two, person one can just go right into it. And if you've never used breakout rooms before, uh, one of the things to know is that I put little instructions at the top of the room. So you could just look for little notifications. So I'll say person one, start now. You have one minute. So facts only, hand on head, and then I'll tell you when to switch. Then person two will go, and then I'll bring this all back and we'll talk about what we experienced. Sounds good? Okay. All right. I love the teleporting feel of the show. Yeah, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Beat me up, Scotty. Beat me up. Oh, we're, we're 12 back. We've still got some hanging out. They're using yep. every bit of that 60 seconds. They are. Wow. <laughs> All sorts of head sharing going on in room two. <laughs> Waiting for Mark a couple and Lindsay more. Lindsay are just slewing facts over there. <laughs> <laughs> more yeah they're gonna uh, take it, the whole time it closes in nine <laughs> seconds so okay. what camera are you using what camera am i using yeah because it's very good quality okay you just we were made just my talking day. about this beforehand <laughs> Um, you just made my day because um i literally got this it's a canon eos rebel sl3 so it's a dslr camera and I, I have been working on this thing all day just so I could look 
good for you guys. And so amazing. I did it. Like finally, I would say 15 minutes before we were about to go on, I finally figured it out. So thank uh, you for saying that. I will email you. <laughs> well done. Well done. Information. It's top, top, top notch. Yeah. Or Eric, maybe you can send her the link if you, if you know of that kind of yeah. Canon mm-hmm. EOS. I do. Rebel SL3. SL3, yep. Eric said to this stuff too. So you got M50, <laughs> right? Yep, I do. Um, well, welcome back, everyone. So everybody had one minute to share thoughts from the head. And I'm curious, how how did it go for you? And this is a, this is a smaller group. So if you have any feedback, just feel free just to start talking. Just go for it. And I'm curious either how was it for you to speak from the head or how was it for you to witness somebody else mm. speaking to you? Because this is an exercise where we're getting both at the same time. I felt a little robotic. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, go ahead. um, I found myself being fascinated by Lindsay's story. And as I was then going through my story, I was trying to make those little connections that were similar to hers, just so we had those six degrees of connection dropping down. Yep. Great. Darnell? It felt a little robotic because it, I was not trying to jump ahead, but I'm probably am from my heart and core as well. And I'm just kind of like looking up at the sky, like what more facts do I have? Come on, keep it coming. Keep it coming. You know, a little bit of pressure there. Uh-huh. And then the magic next person's turn came along. Um, but I thought Leah did a good job of actually picking up on some of my things and saying, I'm a sports fan. I'm a Nuggets fan. Um, and it's so her, hers felt a little more personal, but maybe that's just me judging whatever I'm judging. Um, but it was fun. It was good. It had enough facts for 60 seconds. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Awesome. I think it's amazing. The facts that we choose to tell too. There, I mean, now that I hear a couple of other things like, Oh yeah, I could have easily talked about that or that or that. And so yeah. it's interesting to know what you chose. Yeah. And where we started as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess part of mine was having a little bit of difficulty just listening for a minute because there were so many times I wanted to learn more and dig in and hear more about different things that Meredith said. Yeah. It's so tempting, right? Especially <laughs> when you're feeling a connection or you're from the same hometown or some, something, <laughs> some sort of context is there. And that's mm-hmm. the value of, of sharing content from the head is that this is how we place people. Uh, for example, at a networking event, one of the things, I mean, what are the two questions that people are always asking at networking events? What do you do? Where are you from? And where are you from? from? I know. It's like a universal (laughs) truth. So these questions are asked over and over again, which is fine. But the, the problem is that those stay in the head usually. So us as leaders, we have the choice if we want to go in a different direction with it. But contextually, those are important questions to be asking because as human beings, we're always trying to figure out what do we have in common? Where do we belong? How, how are we connected somehow? The trick is just not to stay there forever because anybody who's been to a kind of boring networking event can attest to the fact that you go there with the intention to connect with all these people and you, you can leave feeling actually quite lonely if it just stayed surface the entire time. So that brings us to the next round that we're going to do here, which is introducing ourselves from the heart. In this part, we're going to use only feelings and um, it definitely requires a level of presence that 
that is uh, important because otherwise people will feel like it's inauthentic. Like if we think our feelings, some of us do that, you know? Um, so that doesn't really fly for this, this part of the exercise. And so I'm actually going to give us 90 seconds for this one because I want you all to take some time to breathe. Just take a breath and put your hand on your heart and just drop in. A lot of you have probably had a long day by this point. It's almost five o'clock. And just drop into and, and fill in the, the rest of the sentence of how, how am I feeling or um, what's up for me emotionally right now. So uh, we'll use the same format throughout the rest of our time together. So I'll go, Eric will go, and then I'll put you back into the same groups that you were in before so you can build some rapport. <sighs> okay, so... Oh, what am I feeling? I'm, I'm feeling very victorious that I got my camera to work. <laughs> feeling very grateful that you acknowledged it. Um, really feeling happy to be here. I, I think the world of, of Lori and it's so great to meet Eric recently. And I just, I love good people doing good things in the world. And I always like to contribute however I can to those kinds of groups. Um, I'm feeling like there's a lot of intensity in the world. Um, some days, are rough, uh, in the midst of all this, um, uh, about, um, I guess like eight or nine weeks ago now, my older brother passed away. And mm -hmm. so it was, um, just uh, kind of a crazy time and he died of mental illness and alcoholism. So it's definitely, it's been an exercise in authenticity and how do we talk about hard things? And, um, I recently gave the eulogy, uh, last weekend at the memorial service. And so it's, it's definitely brought up a lot of feelings around mortality and wanting to make a difference and wanting to raise my kids in a world that's uh, safe and supportive of who they really are, however they turn out to be. And, um, and I'm feeling a kind of a juxtaposition of both hope and despair. Mm. Sometimes it doesn't feel like it's, it's looking so good, but I can't, um, I can't personally as an optimist go through life and not hope for the best. So anyway, I'm just one big walking paradox. That's how I feel. Ooh. But thank you so much for listening. And uh, Eric, I'm curious, how are you feeling today? Oh, let's see. I'm, I'm feeling tired today. I, I, I don't sleep well since the, well, I don't sleep well in general, but since, uh, since March and the, the, the onset of, of the changes in the world, it's, it's been, it's been rough. I'm a, I'm a depression kid and I struggle with that. <clears throat> so I struggle with, uh, you know, some, some days not even being able to take a shower. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to do anything. Um, but I feel <laughs> it's funny. I, the, 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 the speed with which I move up and down the Maslow's hierarchy of needs blows my mind sometimes because I can go from feeling pretty awesome at eight in the morning to feeling pretty broken by lunchtime. Um, and, and I'm, I'm grateful to, to have, <laughs> to have the job that I have and to work with the people that I work with and to do the work that we do. Um, and to have this amazing community of people because, Wednesdays are, they're everything to me and I'm probably going to cry now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I talking about being a paradox, right? It's, a, uh, it's, it's, it's tough, you know, being, 
being in this in this unending world where there is no there is no end date for the uncertainty that we live in today it's tough yeah i set my own timer because i do that stuff (laughs) wow what an overachiever you are Um, well, thank you, Eric, for sharing that with us. I really appreciate that. And, and as you all break out into your rooms and take turns, the one thing I would just ask for you to share with your partner when they're done, again, no need to fix or comment or relate, just thank them. Thank you for sharing that with me. And then we'll, <clears throat> okay, so I'll put 90 minutes for, for both. 90, 90 minutes. 90 minutes. 90 minutes. <laughs> And Man, no that just went anxiety level through the roof. <laughs> 90 minutes of feelings. Get to it, people. <laughs> oh, I said people are having a hard time with that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 90 seconds. Have fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. This is hard. <laughs> yeah. We just yeah. want to have fun. <laughs> That's emotion. Uh, Mine was less hard because I had an interruption, so it made me switch gears. (laughs) My daughter. (laughs) Well, I thank you for for going in there with me. I appreciate you. I know it's not easy. (laughs) It's about to get better, too. (laughs) I won't won't leave you on a low note. (laughs) I'm going to guess that I'm going to guess that Mark and is it Mark and who's Mark with? Uh, Lindsay. Lindsay, they'll be the last ones back again. That's I'm putting money down. We've got that. a pool. Uh-huh. We've got a lot to talk about, apparently. Okay, <laughs> great. Well, welcome back, everyone. I was curious, how did you experience either speaking from the heart or how did you experience listening to someone who was speaking from the heart? I hated that round. <laughs> That's an emotion from the heart. But I but did it, it and I went first. Good oh. for you. Get it over with. <laughs> Get it. Well, there was a bit of that, but then I was thinking, no, I'm going to do the different rather than just waiting and hearing what my partner was going to say and then just mimicking back, i.e., pretending to play. I'll go first. And I was a little bit candid. <laughs> bit from the heart. Yay, <laughs> me. But it makes you humble, I think, to hear somebody else's story, no matter what mm-hmm. it is good, bad, ugly, whatever. It, it, it helps you to put yourself into perspective a little bit too. Yep. Yeah. Well, you actually feel, I, I, I felt personally like I wasn't alone. So that mm. was, you know, we're dealing, we're not even on the same side, part of the uh, country. I'm all the way in DC. And so, um, but we're feeling a lot of the same things. And that was actually comforting in a way. Yeah. That's it. It breeds a a feeling of safety when you, whether you go first or hold space for somebody else, it, it, I think it can create a lot of feeling of safety. Yeah. Well, when we're speaking from the heart, that's really where the, the human universal truth can reside. And so this is something that regardless of all of our demographics, we all have that in common, this, this human experience of having emotion, having, um, having sadness, having anger, having frustration, feeling afraid. So this is a place that we can always connect. So the challenge and the opportunity I feel for leaders is to take some of these conversations that often happen in the workplace that tend to be more in the head 
and to once in a while roam into uncharted territory and throw a feeling in there here or there and you probably be amazed how how people will meet you if you know if it feels safe i never want to encourage that if your workplace doesn't support it but it's a fun thing to play with we have one more round though so we've we've covered oh good communicating from the head we've covered communicating from the heart and you probably have noticed by this point how different those two were right how different your truth is coming from your head and your heart so what i was saying about earlier we have three places three expression vessels that are all our truth just in different flavors so we have one more and this is from the core so this time I'll be uh, holding my belly here. That's where all of our intention and our manifesting energy is. We're going to be answering the question or, or finishing the sentence of I want. Mm. So this one, let's, let's um, bring the energy to this. I am going to, I'm going to put one minute on, but if you don't feel like using the full minute, you can just say, I want to stop talking right now. <laughs> and that is totally <laughs> in your jurisdiction. <laughs> So this is, this is where you can really tap into what feels true for you. You can, you can be talking about what you want for dinner or what you want for the world or what you want for your children. I don't really care. It's whatever feels good for you. So I'm going to kick my minute off here. Okay. What do I want? Um, Oh, after this, I want to go for a, a nice long walk and move a bunch of awesome energy from this day. I want to uh, pick up my kids. Uh, so I, I want to see them and make dinner. I, I want um, all the political strife in this world to find some kind of resolution in about a month. I want to find some certainty in the uncertainty. Um, Man, I, w I want to do more art. I find that I, I tend to be, I, I work a lot and I work hard and sometimes it's hard for me to justify hobbies. So I want to give myself more space to do that. And um, I want, or I hope that this is a tool that, that you all might be able to bring into your lives, whether it's personal or professional. I, I hope that it is useful. So Eric, what do you want? Oh, I want things to chill out just a little bit. Mm. I want less divisiveness in people. I I want I want more facts in the world. <laughs> I know it's a big ask. Um <clears throat> I want I want people to feel better about the future. I want people to feel more grounded um and feel like it's going to be okay first versus wondering if everything's going to catch fire. Mm. Um, I, I, I too want to do more art. I, I, I want to do more music with my daughter and with the guys that I play with. I, uh, I want to write more. I want to build this community to make, to, to, to share with other people what we have here, because I think what we have here is pretty great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's my time. All right. I was about to say, I forgot to time you. So <laughs> I timed myself. I got <laughs> you it. You just keep running with that if you want. Um, all right. So I'm going to put you into one final round with your partners and open all these rooms. And I'll give you each one minute. What do you want? I've always wanted Tyler. to. 
comment and appreciate the uh, color spectrum of your bookcase. Yes, yes. I I am a, a bit particular about color. And <laughs> yeah, it's one of my more anal-retentive aspects. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say OCD, but you hit it. <laughs> All right. That was- Probably a little little classier. Thank you. Um, there oh, was somebody asking you about your um, color-coded books. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very politely. Very politely. Accused Sorry, you. I tell you I brought that up. I'm like, is that a fake background? I think it's a fake background from one of our other calls. All right. Um, okay. So welcome back. I am just curious. Uh, how did everyone experience this? Now you have three different places to speak your truth from. How was it different for you? That's me cry. I'm sorry. Can you say that again? That is the one that made me cry. Really? Yeah, that was the most emotional. Interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, me too. I love it. Well, at least, oh, sorry. I'm just curious. Were you crying when you were talking or when you were listening? Uh, mm. A little of both. Both. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. And Lisa and I were just saying, because of that, we were really happy that we had the same partner all three rounds because yeah. he gets deeper. Yes. And I would have been like, oh, I don't know how much I want to share with you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's, that's real. And there is, there's a method to the fact that we start with the head, then we go to the heart, then mm-hmm. we go to the heart. So I, I wouldn't recommend mixing up all the orders for people doing this the first time together. It probably wouldn't work. I've never tried it, but it's just a hunch. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? It was kind of like hopeful. You know, you go through your feelings, which is, you know, depending on what kind of person you are. I'm not a feelings person. I don't really like talking about my feelings with people I, you know, don't really know. And um, so for me, I, uh, I'm instantly kind of uncomfortable, but then, um, going through that, it was, it brought back those good feelings of sharing things about yourself and having, um, you know, just kind of like hopeful and positive wishes, I guess you could say. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite sayings is truth is contagious. And I feel like, especially on that third round of speaking from the core, isn't it so interesting how even if you didn't want necessarily the things that they wanted, you could just almost feel the energy of them wanting it and that let you want it more. And it's, it's very contagious and and very cool. So, so, um, as far as this exercise, one of the things that you can do with it is you can, um, if we had more time, I'd take you on a whole thing where you can actually apply it to certain situations that you're dealing with or things you have to make decisions about. If you do, uh, if you really think about it from the head, the heart and the core, you can write it down. You can speak it into a phone. So anything you're struggling with, I've also taught, um, and just recently I taught a corporate executive women class on how to use head, heart, core to ask for raises and have other hard conversations at work. Hmm. Yeah. And it, um, it worked quite well. It was rather experimental on my part, but they <laughs> loved it. <laughs> and, um, and so it's just kind of a framework for speaking your truth in a short amount of time. So any, anywhere you need that in your personal life or work life, I, I hope this was helpful to you. And, and again, I just want to thank both Lori and Eric for bringing me on. And it's lovely to meet you all here today. I'll hand it back to Eric. I think oh my we gosh. part two with Aaron. Yeah. I'm just saying. You guys want a part two? Thumbs up for part two. <laughs> All right, Aaron. Be fun. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you that so was- much.
Aaron, for sharing your your wisdom and your experience and your head, heart, and core with us. Um, I have always been instantly uh, drawn to the way you communicate and, and feel that authenticity from you. So thank you for being that example for us. And thank you to my partner in specific, and I'm sure others, but for sharing what you did and, and connecting with me. Likewise. I enjoyed it too, Leah. Thank you. Yeah, for awesome. sure. Thank you so much, Aaron. That was, that was amazing. Um, can you, can you go do that for the federal government? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be possible. Yes, please. That would be lovely. That's by, going by into an hour from now, please. Yeah, that's going into my next. I want. I want Aaron Weed to do this for the entire <laughs> federal government. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, Aaron, I, it was it was amazing, and I think you just saw. Uh, we're looking for a part two, so let, we we want to go a little bit deeper. Um, so if you're up for that, we will. We would love to get that on the schedule. Thank you. Sure. <clears throat> All right, guys, let's do the funny stuff. Can you guys see my screen? Is it up? Yeah. All right. Sweet. Funny thing number one, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. 2020 <laughs> lemons. <laughs> mm -hmm. Funny thing number two, so excited for my quarantine depression and my regular depression to meet my <laughs> seasonal depression. <laughs> number three, what if we pronounced Aristotle like Chipotle? <laughs> That just made me laugh because I've been, I've been saying Aristotle in my head pretty much all day. Uh, yeah. Mac and cheese for breakfast. This is a thing that actually exists. And I, too, have utterly given up on life. Oh, that's disgusting. They just, just gonna... came, they just came out with a gluten-free Kraft mac and cheese. I'm all about yeah. the gluten. That's what makes Kraft mac and cheese. I like well, gluten on mine. Yeah, my daughter's gluten free, and I so I texted her a picture of it. I said, "Same awful taste. Now <laughs> gluten free. Still no nutritional value whatsoever." <laughs> I'm like, what's the point if you're going to have all that other crap in there with in the cheese? <laughs> right, right. Cheese. cheese That's yeah. Fun. Yeah. Cheese, <laughs> like the cheese all with the cheese. <laughs> all the additives. <laughs> this one I loved because somebody somebody put Bernie in the stands. <laughs> oh. Is that Weekend at Bernie's guy? Yes, that is Weekend at Bernie's guy. This one I, I laughed out loud so hard. Oh, so when other people call their pets fur baby, it's fine. But when I call a kid a skin dog, somehow I'm disgusting <laughs> and the worst pediatrician in the hospital. <laughs> oh, and my favorite funny thing today, took a pic of the cat looking out the window and accidentally turned him into some sort of God. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, oh. And oh, so... Good stuff. I, I wanted to add some some good feeling stuff. Have you guys seen thumbs up? Have you seen the guy in the video whose car broke down? So he rode his longboard to work, drinking his cranberry juice, singing along to Fleetwood Mac. Have you guys seen this video? All right, no. I'm gonna show you this. I'm gonna show you this video. This happened and it went viral. Uh, he 
did that it went viral mick fleetwood did a copycat video of it and today nissan and ocean spray gave him a new truck and juice for life <laughs> that's beautiful i thought that was i'm pr- really talented i'm sorry say that again meredith did you see that on the side was that a feather the feathers yeah yeah, so dude was just going to work and his car broke down and in his the setup to his video, that's a thing that happens on the reg. So <laughs> he 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 always carries a skateboard for when his car goes, you know, down the tubes. So he just popped out his skateboard, grabbed his cranberry juice and skated to work and made that video and it went bananas on TikTok and uh I, I just thought it was interesting. I was watching the, all the copycat videos. And when Mick Fleetwood came in and did that, I thought, wow, that's, that's, that's pretty awesome. So that is true. pretty awesome. Seeing so, all of these, like, you know, they have like all these people that are doing this now. Um, some of the interesting ones that I saw were uh, chicken, New Mexico drinking, um, hot screen chili <laughs> she was like went in new mexico or something and then i saw one where they put trump space and drinking bleach <laughs> oh dear like, oh my god the internet never ceases to amaze me it it doesn't and but i thought it was i thought it was so great that like literally this happened like two days ago mm-hmm. and and today dude got a new a new truck and and as much cranberry juice as he can drink <laughs> uh, that was pretty great today i love that video i like i've watched it so many times it just makes me so happy <laughs> that guy will never have a uti <laughs> <laughs> ever the nice practice there laurel wow with the fact heart and gut, that one <laughs> yeah we need yeah, the that's... daily laurel comment <laughs> right it's head heart core bladder right <laughs> <laughs> Today, today's semi-quarantine cocktail is the super spreader. It's a riff on Stacy's favorite, French 75. You're going to need an ounce of gin and no masks, some lemon juice, and a smidge of airborne transmi- transmission, simple syrup, some crappy ventilation, three ounces of champagne, or, you know, wine that spits. <laughs> the 1080 rule, this is a thing I learned today. Research is indicating that 10% of the people that contract COVID are responsible for 80% of the transmission, which I thought was interesting. It's like 80, 20, but it's flipped, right? And a lemon twist because everybody loves fruit. Thank you all for joining us today. It's been amazing. I was, I can't, can't thank you guys enough. This has been awesome. See you guys next week. We've got a fun week next week. Uh, Our our own Mark Russell and Lori are going to get into it. About difficult conversations. That's in two, two weeks. weeks. Oh, two weeks. Sorry, two sorry, weeks. two weeks. I'm getting, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm too excited. <laughs> too excited. All right, thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Great job. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.
thank you so much for joining us today. If you had a good time and learned a thing or two at today's happy hour, please share it with your friends. If you want to join our tribe, head on over to skyteam.cloud forward slash TCB or email us at info at skyteam.com. That's S-K-Y-E team.com. Thanks again. And remember, you've always got friends at the Corporate Bartender.